0: Welcome to the Time Out with Josh Podcast. That's right. This is where you stay on your day in Time Out. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to the Time Out with Josh Podcast. Let's get this thing fucking rolling um first of all we are still looking for those sponsors so if you want to sponsor the show help us keep on the air let me know all you gotta do is go to instagram type in time out with josh in the search bar and then shoot me a motherfucking message that's all you gotta do it is that easy and if you have a guest that you want to see on this show You want them on here? You want to hear them talk to me? You want to hear me talk to them? Put them on that Instagram page. Go ahead and shoot me a message with their name um, and uh, have them contact me. Um, I would love to have them on. We're growing. Uh, The podcast is growing and I am really, really excited about that. I appreciate all of you guys listening, sharing the podcast with your family and friends, (coughs) hitting that motherfucking uh, subscribe button and uh doing this thing all right so let's dive into this this one is going to be um this is going to be a little bit of everything show that's what we're going to be talking about let's talk about some of the current events first of all first of all um our heart and prayers go out to the people uh that have been so insanely affected by this uh this tornado that ripped through um illinois kentucky um you know, parts of Tennessee, uh, everywhere. Um, it left an absolute just train wreck of fucking damage. And our heart goes out to them. Um, this is difficult. Um, this is really, really difficult. Um, I, I saw something on a report, uh, just the other day that this tornado, um, may have broken records. They've got to verify things and whatnot like that, but It, uh, it may have broken records, um, where it was a tornado that's, that was unbroken on the ground. I.e. it didn't go up and down, up and down, up and down, which is typical for tornadoes. I'm from tornado weather in Georgia, and that's something that we're accustomed to seeing, but this tornado stayed on the ground for approximately 250 miles, just absolutely laying waste to whatever was in its way. So... Be a human, be a human guys um I'm not telling you not to donate to you know the red buckets outside of stores and Salvation Army and stuff like that. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not do what you wanna do, but um uh i always I always donate some money at about this time of year, and uh this year it's going to those families. It's gonna go to those fucking families man um you know these these people. They're they're in their homes, um, you know. One minute and the next minute, they they literally can't find their homes, um, and they're spread all over the place. And uh, my heart goes out to them. You know, this is right before Christmas, and um, you know, guys, we're 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 twelve days away from Christmas, and um, yeah, this is just brutal. It's just fucking brutal. Um, so our prayers go out to them. Um, just wow, just wow. All right, so next thing on the docket, full-on Russian invasion um, of the Ukraine. Threat to U.S. troops in the Ukraine, unlikely at this time. This is on Military Times. Um, This was posted this morning at 10 o'clock this morning, 10.03 this morning, um, with approximately 120,000 Russian troops now along the U.S., uh, or along the U.S., along the Ukrainian border, officials in Washington and Kiev are um, anxiously signaling that nearly seven year conflict um, that has been frozen um, is gonna heat up again. Uh, I think there's more to this um, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that in just a second. So the good news is that a task force that comprised of a, like a hundred American troops, from the Florida National Guard in the far western Ukraine, are outside Moscow's Moscow's military reach. Bad news is it could start; it could be the start of permanently demil- militarizing the border between Russia and Ukraine, and and um, it could it could become an invasion if Ukraine attains advanced weapons. Um, I mean it's already a conflict, guys. It's already been going on. It's, it's something that's been happening. Um, the operations that have been contained, um, you know, the operations that have happened over there have been contained to just really small, um, little kinetic actions. So, you know, exchanges, of artillery and sniper fire, um, you know, just, you know, stuff like that, it, it just really small stuff. Um, but the Russians are amassing troops. And, and there's more to it. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, the, the number of U.S. troops in Ukraine in previous deployments to train and mentor Ukrainian cadre in combat training center over there, in the contract training center up there, have been about 165 American troops. It's not huge. The thing is, is if we go all the way back to the Cold War, strategically... It is big. It is is not a small situation. It is ironic that, um, it is very ironic that, you know, we have a president in office right now who he and his son both have massive ties to Ukraine and now the back and forth blackmail between Ukraine and the Bidens, um, is now coming on to be a full-on conflict now since 2014 Ukraine has built the strongest ground force in Europe outside of Russia Ukraine has 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 done that Um, they've really 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 powered up and they've gone from 12 to 66 battalion tactical groups they have you know 100,000 soldiers in reserve a good portion of the reserve uh, reserves are combat trained um as is about half of their army um you know the russians uh started doing i think it was back in april middle end of april um they started doing airborne drills um and and maneuvers in Crimea um, in in that April time frame so you know those kind of things are I think kind of things that point to the Russians wanting to become aggressive and let's be real guys we have uh, we have a we have a president that's sleepy um, and I don't care what side of the fence you sit on that dudes that dude's struggling um, that's why his numbers across the border are down with everybody I don't care if you're a Republican Democrat Independent, whatever you are. Guys, I'm libertarian. I make no bones about the fact that I'm fucking libertarian. So, um, you know, when you've got a guy in office that's that uh, weak-minded and puts up a very weak uh, persona in front, you're, you're dealing with Vladimir Putin, man. Hey, Putin's no joke. Putin is no fucking joke uh that that guy wants to that guy wants to do some rolling and if he's gonna roll he's gonna roll hard so it is ironic that the Bidens have had issues with Ukraine in the past there's been investigations in it especially with Hunter Biden and the Chinese as well um and it's just it's just interesting it's it's really really interesting so you know keep that in mind it's it's something to keep an eye out on um as of right now it's a it's an issue but it's not um not a huge 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 you know major 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 thing going on like tomorrow uh for instance as it is with all conflicts like this um the the news and and things about the news are um are delayed you know the military's not gonna to show their the military's not gonna show their hand, um, so that's the thing. Um, the The next thing that I want to talk about here, um, kind of along that lines, we're gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into this. I've never done this on on a social media platform before, so we're gonna go ahead and do it now. Um, And I I was thinking about it as I was sitting here talking and I was, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to talk about it, but you know, fuck it, fuck it. Let's, let's full send it. Let's talk about Afghanistan for a minute. And, and I want to preface this whole conversation by really quickly saying, if, sorry, I put a dip in, if you served in Afghanistan. If you worked as a contractor in Afghanistan, any of that shenanigans, I am not minimizing what you did. I will never do that. I will never fault you for what you did. I will never point a finger at you and call you a name for what you did. The only name I'll call you is a badass because that's what you are. So, here we go. First of all, Afghanistan, if you look back at it, in the 80s, Afghanistan was a very prospering country. It was very modern, very much the way Iraq was. Modern, up-to-date, women didn't wear burqas and stuff like that. I mean, it, if you looked at Afghanistan in the 80s, and you looked at the major cities, major cities in the 80s. Not We're not talking about the, we're not talking about up in the mountains. We're talking about Kabul and, um, you know, cities that were similar to that. Um, major, major cities. They had malls. They had restaurants. They had cars. They had vacation spots. It was a metropolis, right? It was a full-on metropolis. And this is why this ties into Russia full on metropolis. They are part of the former USSR, right? They are all together. Moldova, Afghanistan, Tajikistan, um, Uzbekistan, all those countries all belonged to the Soviet bloc. Um, And they all function together. Now the Soviet union starts falling apart, starts having major issues. Um you have the rise and fall of communism and major issues. You have the Cold War happen. You you have a bunch of stuff happen. And what ends up happening is your Moldova, Zubekistan, Tajikistan, Afghanistan all decide to fall off. And 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 when I say decide, I should rephrase this. A big collective movement happened and they decided we're done. And and now you end up with the countries that you have. And, I, and I'm, I'm making a very blanket, I, for you historians that are listening to this, I understand. I'm making a very, very blanket, just broad statement on how this happened, but it happened. Okay, that's, I'm not trying to focus on that aspect. That's not the point of this conversation. But what ends up happening is you have the countries fall away. And Afghanistan has resources that Russia wants. And Russia decides we're gonna fucking invade Afghanistan. And the US in their infinite wisdom in the secret squirrel side of things decides we're gonna help out Afghanistan. We're gonna help Afghanistan protect themselves from the mighty Russians. Because one cold war shit. Two, we still have a we have we, we still have a guys, we we still have a standoff with Russia. We still have a standoff of Russia and there's, there's no doubt about it. And obviously with Ukraine, it's only gotten, it's only gotten more, you know, loud. And we're going to talk about that history and of that in just a second, how we ended up in the cold war, because I don't think a lot of people know how the fuck we ended up in the cold war, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to, we're going to discuss that. Okay. So, um, we have, we have Afghanistan sitting there about to get invaded, and and the invasion starts by the Russians. So the Afghans need help. And the help that they're going to get is going to be from the CIA and the State Department in the United States. We're going to provide weapons to the Afghans to help fight the Russians. Things like Stinger missiles, guns. Rockets, laws, things like that. We're going to provide them with equipment to fight off the Russians. Now, the people that we provided this equipment to is known as the Taliban at the time. They were, yeah, sweet, man. This is awesome. This is great. Well, in the wake of the Russians getting their asses handed to them in Afghanistan, because they were not prepared for the fight that the Afghans were going to bring, They were not prepared for the mountainous terrain. They were not prepared for the guerrilla warfare that the Afghans are still to this day very good at. They weren't prepared for it. And they got rolled. They got beat up. Their troops got just demoralized by literally an incredibly inferior army with some advanced weaponry. Okay? So in the wake of that, a guy that the United States educated, Osama bin Laden, finds himself a area of opportunity. He has been ostracized from his country. He comes to the United States, gets educated, is genuinely a smart human being, not praising Osama bin Laden by any means, because whatever, um, we all know that story. Um, but he goes and he goes, Ooh, here's an area of opportunity. Let's go to a war torn country and let's establish a terrorist network. Now at the time it's not referred to by anybody as a terrorist network because all that stuff came at the advent of 9-11, at least in the United States. Acts of terrorism to us in the United States were bombings of airplanes and, you know, taking of, of people and holding them hostage and attacking areas and places that were overseas. That was not a terroristic threat to us, at least to the general public. Now to the powers that be, yes. Um, they knew about threats in the United States. They knew about threats going on overseas. They considered them acts of terrorism, but it did not become a buzzword in the United States among the general populace that that was terrorism. We didn't know who Osama bin Laden was unless you studied history. You had no idea who this guy was at all. Um, he had no clue. And and he goes over there and he establishes his network. And I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theories in 9-11. I'm not going to get into the conspiracy theories draped around 9-11. I have my thoughts. I have my ideas on 9-11 I'm not going to get into it. We'll leave that up to people like fucking Alex Jones. All right. That's not what this is about. So he establishes that we send our military over there to fight the longest war that we fought in Afghanistan. We go up against the army that we armed, the people that we armed. But the problem is, is we don't know as a whole, we don't know who they are. Guys, you gotta, you gotta think about this for a second. The Afghans had an army, okay? Small army, but they have an army and they have uniforms, but a majority of the fighters, the majority of what the U.S. military faced over there did not wear uniforms. They didn't have a flag on their shoulder and they didn't wear a uniform. Like if we were to fight with Russia or fight with Ukraine or fight with Australia or fight with, you know, France or Italy or somebody like that, it was not the same. You know, they don't wear uniforms. They just don't. Um, and then you had infiltration into the military and you had infiltration to the police force. and It's just corruption all up and down. And we go over there and, and we do our business and then we do a shit piss poor job of leaving the country. Thanks to the current administration, we leave a bunch of Americans and our allies, our close allies that fought shoulder to shoulder with our troops, that helped our troops, that supported our troops. We leave them to hang to dry, literally hang to dry. And you got people like Tim Kennedy and his the organization that he works for. He's very, very, very specific that he's not the head of the organization. And he's very specific that he is just a a a working man within the organization to go back over there and do everything they can To raise money to get these people out. Because they are in serious fucking danger. Right? They're in serious danger. They're over there experiencing a serious problem because the Taliban has now taken over. And the Taliban wants to crush people. Now keep in mind, we have an organization um, that's going over there to help people. In the meantime, we have an administration along with their powers... That go, oh, we're going to trust the Taliban. These are the guys that we've been fighting against. These are the conniving, lying, backstabbing, twisted people that we've been fighting against. Okay? We've been fighting against these people. Now, I'm not defending what the Taliban is doing. But keep in mind, they've been war-torn since Russia. They've been beating each other up since Russia. And these are religious fanatics. Fanatics, guys. Fanatics. Fanatics. The word is fanatics that are controlling their country and they have the unmitigated gall to say to the U S Hey, can you release the $10 billion of frozen Afghan reserves that you guys froze when you guys left the country? Because the U S is great and big. And we, we, we respect you and blah, blah, blah. No, they don't. The thing is, is the Taliban is trying to make ties with these with the US and with these other with these other countries and they can't be trusted now if you want to make good you want to stop war you want to start peace let's start doing it but guys you're not going to get money released to you right off the bat because all of a sudden you decide that we're your best buddies and the taliban is hoping to change the policy towards afghanistan And they're hoping to say, hey, will you guys recognize us as the power that controls this country? This is the way we are. This is who we are. And we want to control the country. Now, keep in mind, they're still doing things against what they said they were going to do. They're still doing all that stuff. But this all comes from us getting involved in something that we shouldn't be involved in. I am a big proponent of protecting our borders, keeping our country safe, protecting our, ourselves, helping our allies, not funding our allies and, and, and literally outreaching so much money to other countries that our own people here in the United States, veterans, big group veterans are homeless and are starving and don't have proper VA treatment and aren't getting the help that they need because we're spending billions of dollars, trillions of dollars fighting wars that we don't belong in. We don't, we're not the world's police. Stop being the world's police, U S government. Stop. The whole reason that we do it is because it makes a shit ton of money for the powers that be makes a shit ton of money. So let's go back to how the cold war started. Okay, guys, the Cold War started because of lies. The Cold War started because of lies. And it started because we have a military general in power, the Army, Chiefs of, uh, the Army Chief of Staff, George C. Marshall. If you read about George C. Marshall um, and Secretary of War Stimson, um, those guys were very, very, very racist. They were racist. They didn't like certain groups of people. They, they hated certain groups of people. I mean, hell, look what they did to the Japanese here in the United States. We had Japanese that were fleeing their country because of wars that had gone on there or things they didn't like. And they came to the United States for a better opportunity. They, let's just call it what it is. They came to the United States for a better opportunity. That's what they did. And we put them in what could only be described as, as lightweight concentration camps. Because we were scared of them. And when I say we, we're talking about the powers that be. We're scared of them. Okay? We put them in these camps. We have Pearl Harbor. We have the Pacific. We have the war in the Pacific. We finish up the war in the East. But we need to to go all the way back to the war in the East, and that's where it started. The war in Europe. World War II in Europe. The European side of it. That's what we need to talk about is that side for a second, okay? So it started with Stalin. Stalin and Hitler. Hitler goes to Stalin and says, Hey, I wanna be your buddy. Let's be allies. Let's do our thing. And Russia's like, okay, cool. We don't wanna fight. We're good. We don't wanna we don't wanna Yeah, okay. Whatever. We'll we'll be allies with you. We'll team up with you. We'll do our thing. And and we'll 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 be buddy buddy. So Also kind of to give you a little bit of history, prior history as well. Keep in mind, Russia had prior to World War II, um, had fought with the Japanese and the Japanese smoked them. Um, so Russia's got a little chip on their shoulder, right? Uh, Russia's got a chip on their shoulder. Japan knows that they're brutal, but they beat them back. So they go, they go in buddy, buddy with, uh, with, you know, Germany Hitler says, we're not going to invade you. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Um, you know, they get into the, the throes of world war II, and Adolf Hitler makes the same mistake that, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte did gets super ambitious, especially in the winter time and goes after Russia and Russia, um, decides they're going to defend themselves and they do at the cost of millions of lives. Absolutely brutal war cold uh both sides lose a lot of people um and germany overextends their their reach and their supplies and they get smoked um and they start getting driven back now this has obviously put a sour taste in stalin's mouth about the whole situation of being buddy buddy with anybody and stalin's like look we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do us so then fdr comes along and he's like hey look we want to we want to work with you, Russia. Uh, you're on that side. You're obviously fighting with them. Now we're on this side, uh, with allies and we're fighting with them. Uh, let's squish them. Let's push them in the middle and long story short. Um, we're gonna, when we get to, when we get to Germany, you guys can have half of it. We'll have half of it. We being the allies, we'll take over half of it. You guys can have your half. We'll have our half. And, um, in exchange, in exchange for helping us, we'll cut you a nice big fat check to help you rebuild your infrastructure to rebuild all of the damage that Russia has been doing. We'll cut you a check to help you with that. Um, You know, rebuild your, your railways and your factories and, and stuff like that. Get you guys back up to back up to par. Um, Our goal is to absolutely smoke out Germany and, you know, keep in mind Germany, Germany was put under such oppressive economical sanctions after world war one that they, they couldn't even have a rowboat with a military emblem on it without being approved by, um, by the allies and, and the people around, uh, Germany to say, Hey, yeah, you can do that. And Adolf Hitler, um, decides he's going to start a revolt, starts a revolt violently. That doesn't work. He goes to jail. He writes the Mein Kampf, um, which becomes basically the Bible for the Nazi party. um, and, you know, starts talking about all this stuff. He has the people that are still loyal to him. He gets out of prison, um, and he decides to go a different route in starting a revolt in Germany by shaking hands and kissing babies and being the charismatic leader that he was. Um, keep in mind, Adolf Hitler, I don't, I do not agree with what he did, um, did the man have the ability to lead people? Hell yeah. Did he have the ability to oppress his own country to a point where they couldn't fight back? Yeah. Did he create a military superpower in a handful of years? Absolutely. And that's what that's what Russia saw. They were like, Yeah, cool, you know, we're good. And they get dicked over. So the 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 allies come in, especially the United States, comes in and says, Look, we'll help you out. We'll we'll buddy buddy with you. So as the as the World War II European um, side comes to a halt um, and dies down, the Pacific is obviously spun up at that point and is in full force and is going hard. And um, it, it is it is getting... Ruthless. I mean, we're island hopping. We're bombing stuff. we we've got Doolittle's bombing raids. We're firebombing um, Japan. And keep in mind, guys, firebombing something like Germany was ruthless. And if you're if you don't understand what firebombing is, firebombing is basically using explosives to cause massive, massive, massive fires. And fires obviously do a lot more long term damage. Um, than what a simple conventional bomb would. And this is prior to, you know, firebombing being, um, you know, ruled as inhumane by the Geneva Convention. So U.S. goes and they firebomb Germany, and it causes big fires. And, I mean, and these fires are, are bad. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, people walking down the street and the the sucking of oxygen out of the air by these fires – would literally implode human beings and and it it was just bad it would suck oxygen clear out of a human body you weren't in the fire but you would die from suffocation um now do that in japan where a majority of their buildings were built with bamboo and paper and and you know highly flammable uh, materials and it's way more devastating way more devastating and this is going on we're, we're bringing Japan to its knees but keep in mind keep in mind the part that a lot of people don't really realize about World War II is that the United States goes back to Russia again and says we need your help yet again we need your help again we still haven't cut you a check but we need your help again okay so that's what's going on Russia goes okay Stalin like very reluctantly sends tanks and troops to the eastern side of russia to come down into japan now japan gets wind of this and and it's starting to get it's starting to get gnarly right now keep in mind in the meantime in the united states the atomic bomb is being built delivery systems for it are are getting more and more complex we have arrested or not arrested but more or less taken into custody a bunch of scientists like werner von braun who is working, um, with the U S military, um, and a bunch of these scientists that the Germans had, you know, for building heavy water and, and things to, to produce nuclear weapons, as well as rockets, the V two rockets, the V ones, all that stuff. Like all these guys, we arrest some of them, Russia gets some of them. We get some of them, right? So we know Russia's got some of them. We've got some of them and, you know, we've got them in Huntsville, Alabama, working on the space program and on rocketry. We've got them out in the West, um, in New Mexico, working on the atomic bomb and boom, we build the atomic bomb. In the meantime, Japan is like the mainland of Japan is being assessed. And it's like, look, if we send troops onto the mainland of Japan, we're going to lose a lot of lives. We've been Island hopping. We've been losing a lot of lives in, in the atolls in in, you know, Iwo Jima, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we don't want to do that. Um, we're going to bomb them. Now, Japan is sitting there on the island and they're seeing Russia come from the top and they're seeing us come from the South and coming in and dropping bombs. And the Japanese authorities write a letter that gets intercepted, um, in, in the staffing area of, of the army chiefs of staff by, by George C. Marshall. And George C. Marshall, being the guy that he is, and being military, and and also racist, etc., that he is, he decides to not pass this letter on to Harry Truman, okay, um, to President Truman. And and he, he keep in mind Truman was Truman was was not the most brilliant human being, but he decides not to um, pass it on to him. And this letter is intercepted it was it was a it was a signal that was intercepted that japan was at its knees they they wanted to maintain some level of of decorum and honor um because if you study the japanese history they they're very very proud people so they wanted to maintain some of that and a private secret letter of message is sent out that they are going to surrender to the United States. They inform Russia. We are going to surrender to the United States because they know Russia is, is out for blood. They got, they got rolled by Japan and they're pissed off. Um, and Japan is, is at its knees at this point because of what the U S has done to them. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and give up now. Army chiefs of staff decides he's going to crumple up that letter. And what he tells Truman is we need to bomb Japan with the atomic bomb. And we need to do it twice. So Hiroshima and Nagasaki both get bombed. And it was meant not as a way to bring Japan to its knees because it already was. It was meant to scare the ever loving fuck out of Russia. It was meant to tell Russia, look what we got you've got scientists, we've got scientists, look what we have. It was a power play. It was a true power play. And at that point, then Truman decides in his infinite fucking wisdom not to write the check to the Russians that we promised. So now Stalin and the Russians that are in power are livid. They are livid. They've gotten dicked over twice. They got dicked over by Adolf Hitler. They get dicked over by the United States. They split Germany in half, they build a wall, they get angry over there, and then we have the Korean War. The next major conflict, we have the Korean War. And the Korean War is over a power grab then by the Communist Party, and Americans trying to stop it, or the U.S. trying to stop it, and the Allies trying to stop it. Now there's a lot more to this. I'm giving you a very abrid- abridged version. I'm giving my my interpretation, if you will. I'm not I'm not going into intense detail on this. Um, so this is very vague, for lack of better words. Okay. Um, but then we end up in that. We end up in Vietnam. We end up when you know the Cuban Missile Crisis. We end up in all these things. All over us not keeping our promise to the Russians that we would cut them a check and the absolute ignorance of a secretary of war and joint Chief, and army chiefs of staff. I have said many times to many people in the life coaching that I do and, and talking to people that you never know the impact that your decisions are going to make as an individual until much later. Think about your actions before you commit those actions, because look what it has mushroomed itself up into us being in Afghanistan, one of the longest wars we've ever participated in in history, spending the most amount of money we have ever spent on a war. Trillions of dollars in one country because of a serious issue. And now we've got the Ukraine and the situation that's going on in the Ukraine. And this is all still stemming from bitterness and anger over a check and a promise that was broken. Think about that. Think about that for a second, y'all. That is intense, right? Super intense. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind with all this stuff that's going on in the Ukraine, with all this stuff that's going on in Afghanistan. This is nothing new. This is just regeneration of, of old hates and old anger and things like that. Um, that's truly what it is. I mean, we've got satellite images. Um, I think Buzzfeed was the one that posted it, um, about Russian military forces keeping their masses near the Ukrainian border. They're not backing down. They're not. Um, it's, it's really, really, really intense guys. And, and we've gotta, we've gotta stop with all this shit. You know, we've gotta stop with all this shit. Um, you know, Russia, Russia has gotten to a point now where, they're talking about deploying mid-range nuclear missiles in Europe. Um, it may be it, they said that it may be forced to deploy intermediate, intermediate range nuclear missiles in Europe in response to what it sees NATO plans uh, NATO's plans to do the same. We are re-escalating the Cuban Missile crisis cold War shit. That's what we're doing. Um, it, it, it is nuts. it is nuts. Um, it's not easy. And, and the thing is, is um, we, we as a country have gotten so um, overreaching as far as our military overreach goes to police the world that that's where we're ending up with. Okay, so that being said. That being said let's move on to something else let's move on to uh let's move on to some stuff that's going on uh let's let's revisit the duggar thing for a quick second so Jana duggar it has come to light now since josh duggar Jana duggar is now um facing uh charges of child neglect um and uh she'll be going to court after the first of the year over those this family is this family's getting lambasted i have seen reports that two of the family members that do not agree with Jim Bob and Michelle Juggers bullshit um, have, have been ostracized, I guess, for lack of better words, um, from the family um, and the financial help and all that other stuff from the family. Um, so that's all crumbling. There are some people on TikTok that are talking about it which I'm glad. I mean, I talked about it in my prior podcast about, you know, the stuff that's going on with that. Um, but keep that in mind. Um, you know, this, this family is coming to this family is coming to a head. And like I said, in my last one, my last podcast, if you guys want to, uh, want to get more information on the IBLP stuff, and you guys want to hear more about IBLP, ATIA, um, you know that whole cult and everything that's going on with that. Definitely, please shoot me a message and let me know that you guys want that on Instagram, and I will definitely do another episode of that. I may plan on doing it anyway, but uh, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you guys think on that. So um, let's talk a little bit of football here, really quick. Um, some crazy stuff going on. I still believe uh, what I said about the the selections with college. College is kind of um, you know quiet. Uh, this past week. Obviously, you had Army-Navy game. Great game. I, I mean, I'm neither Army nor a Navy fan um, as far as football goes, but I watch that game every year because it's the Army-Navy game, guys. It's the Army-Navy game. And Navy pulled the upset. So um, that's amazing. Um, it, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So NFL, we had a couple of big things happen. Um, Bears, uh, the bears held their own against green Bay, um, you know, scoring points and whatnot like that, which gives me a, a huge, you know, a smile on my face. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a big bears fan. So, uh, seeing them actually do something was pretty, uh, uh, pretty awesome. Um, I, I was really, really happy to see it. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, we lost. Um, but, uh, it, it was actually pretty good. I, the thing that I loved seeing was the first, Punt return for a touchdown happened last night with the Bears um and against Green Bay and that was it was just epic. If you hadn't seen it, it was pretty awesome. Um I think it was I can't remember his name. I think Gibson. Um I it was kind of like walking in and out of the game and then saw the replay of it. Um double back at the three-yard line, doubles back goes to one side of the field, comes back to the other side and just runs it up the sidelines for a punt return. Uh, 97 yards. Absolutely freaking incredible. That was amazing. Um, Minnesota being Pittsburgh. Yeah, we all knew that was going to happen. Like I said, we've got uh, the Rams and the Cardinals tonight. That should be a great game. I'm looking forward to watching that one. Atlanta beat Carolina. kind of surprised, kind of, not totally, but kind of surprised Cleveland beat Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson, man, he's struggling. I am not happy about that. That is my fantasy quarterback. Lamar Jackson struggled, um, got hurt. Is having a problem with his toe. Uh, that was bad news. Uh, Seattle beat Houston, not terribly surprised. Kansas city beat Las Vegas. And not only did they beat Las Vegas, they beat Las Vegas into the ground and beat them hard into the ground. 48 to nine, New Orleans beat, uh, the jets, they didn't just beat them. They beat them hard into the ground, 30 to nine. Um, that was a little bit surprising. Uh, Tennessee over Jacksonville knew that was going to happen. Not surprised one bit there. Dallas beat Washington, 27, 20, um, Henneke, uh, yeah, Henneke was, Henneke was taken out. That was, that didn't look good. Uh, Denver beating Detroit. Go figure. Um, Congratulations, two basement teams beating each other, or one basement team beating another basement team. Um, The Giants lost uh, 37-21. San Francisco, it took an overtime for San Francisco to beat Cincinnati. I thought Cincinnati was going to win that game. I really thought Cincinnati was going to win that game. And Buffalo tried to beat Tampa Bay again an overtime game. Now let's talk about Tampa Bay for a second. First of all, Arians does not and was very vocal. Does not like Tom Brady running. Tom Brady's 44. You watch that man run. And it's like watching, it's like watching a giraffe. It's just clumsy. Um, he, he, it's slow motion. It's, it's kind of funny to watch him run. Um, but that's what won their game. He does not like him running. I don't blame him. He's their quarterback. He doesn't want him running. He doesn't want him getting hurt. He doesn't need him getting hurt. He knows the only way that Tampa is going to make it to the Super Bowl is with Tom Brady. After Aaron Rodgers' uh, performance last night, again, I still stand by, I believe, that Green Bay will be in the Super Bowl. Um, I will say this, though. Aaron Rodgers did say that he was having problems with his toe. So, that may weigh into it. We'll see what happens with that. Um, But 45-30, to Green Bay over Chicago. Um, you know, I Aaron Ryder still did his thing. He's magical. It's crazy. I I hate him, but it's magical. But he said specifically that his injured toe feels worse after they won. Um Arians going back to Tampa Bay. Arians is undecided on Antonio Brown's future after the ban. Um, I I I don't like Antonio Brown. I've never liked Antonio Brown. But I think they need him. They need him to win, and that has to happen. Um, it has to happen. I mean, Josh Allen got hurt. Uh, he's in a walking boot, and and he's got tests today on what's going on there. Um, that could be a big blow. There's a couple of injuries that happened. It was kind of back like when Derrick Henry got hurt. There's a couple of injuries that happened this week that really hurt uh, some teams, I think. So we'll, we'll see what happens there um, in the next week or two coming up to uh the postseason and what's going on there. Um so you know I don't know. It's just one of those one of those weird, weird, weird ones. So let's talk about the game tonight. The Rams and the Cardinals. 8-4 versus 10 and 2. Arizona is minus 2.5. Like I said, I think this is gonna be a great game. Um, and it's been it's been amazing to watch the Cardinals go from, you know, number one pick to number one seed. Um, and, and to go from really bad to where they are at 10 and two, and that's been incredible to watch. Um, Kyler Murray has established himself, in my opinion, as one of the best quarterbacks to come out of Texas. Uh, and, and it's going to be amazing. Um, it's really going to be amazing to watch this game. Uh, I'm also going to go ahead and predict right now that, uh, urban Meyer Um, Urban Meyer finishes the season with Jacksonville, but is no longer Jacksonville's coach. Um, he's done, um, especially with the shenanigans that went on with him on social media and, and then, um, just piss poor performance. Uh, I'm going to say he's gone. Um, that, that will be, that will be the end of, of Urban Meyer, which, you know, whatever, I can't stand Urban Meyer either. So, um, I think that, uh, I think that, I think it's going to be the the end for him for sure. Uh, the Broncos, let's talk about the Broncos, uh, Demarius Thomas. Um, man, what a loss. Uh, you know, the, it was, it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, the dude, he died at 33. He's 30, 33 years old and he dies. Um, and, um, he is, uh, I don't know. He was honored very well at their game. So that was, that was in the news there. Um, so other than that, uh, not a huge, not a huge, um, big change or anything like that in the NFL. Um, I will say one of the coolest things that, um, that happened is, uh, you know, the Heisman, man, we got a got Bryce Young went in the Heisman ally Alabama, uh, the, the part that was so bizarre, he is the first Alabama quarterback to get the Heisman. I did not know that until recently. That's crazy. Um, he deserves it. I mean, he, he, he deserves it. And this is why I think that if Alabama plays Georgia in the postseason, um, for the championship, that uh, Alabama still wins. Alabama uh, still wins. I don't think they're going to smoke Georgia like they did, but they still win. So um, that one's uh, that one's a big, big, big thing going on there. Um, there's not a whole lot going on uh, the rest of this week. Um, nothing really, really, you know, really big. We've got some stuff going on like uh, some bowl games, but nothing, nothing huge. Um, nothing really, really, um, you know, earth shattering or anything like that. So that's the sports stuff. Again, Army beating Navy, that was pretty, or uh, Navy beating Army, that was pretty cool. Um, So that's what's going on there. Now, um, I did want to let you guys know, before I end this podcast, it's a little bit shorter than the last one. Actually, a hell of a lot shorter than the last one. Uh, If you guys have subjects that you want spoken about um, here on the podcast, on the Time Out With Josh podcast, please go ahead and send those to me on Instagram at the same name, Time Out With Josh on Instagram. Send me a... Uh, message, shoot me a message on that. Um, I am not um, against doing politics or anything like that here on this podcast either. That's just something I keep off of my TikTok. Um, but I do go ahead and do those here. This podcast is meant for the consumption of pretty much everybody, not just those awesome people that I have following me on TikTok. Um, so definitely go ahead and shoot me a message for those uh, and, and let me know. Again, if you want uh, to sponsor the show or you know somebody that would want to sponsor a podcast, please let me know as well. We have um, a couple of different options, uh, for sponsorships. I hope you guys have a f- fucking, absolutely fucking fantastic day. Um, enjoy your Monday guys. It's just another day. Uh, don't get the case of the Mondays. Don't let Monday overtake you. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. And again, thank you as always for being here on the timeout with Josh podcast. <music>